Welcome to today's podcast brought to you by U.S. Bank. Imagine a world where your moneymaker is your hobby? Well, you won't have to. U.S. Bank takes pride in being the extra push people need to turn their dream job into reality. With friendly advice, setting realistic goals, and being there, supporting them with every step in their journey, just like a friend or partner would. It's time to turn your side gig into something bigger. U.S. Bank. We'll get there together. Now let's tune into today's episode. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Are hey you guys. tan? Are you tan, sure Ross? Why <laughs> yes, Maui was fantastic. I am very unhappy to be back. Uh, <laughs> are, are you sunburned, at least? Is there a little bit of pain involved? The rest of us can feel comfort in knowing that you had at least a little bit of pain. Absolutely none. Uh. Yeah, I, we were so paranoid. I'm, I'm t- such a whitey. Oh, my God, I had to. And my, my kids didn't get burned. My wife got a bit of a burn, but she's so dark that, she, you know, she's got a bit of that, yeah. <laughs> got a bit of that South African blood in her, so she's already got a, a sort of a dark skin color, so it's pretty good. Nice. What was your favorite moment? Uh, well, for me, diving, like snorkeling, is just off the chart enjoyable there's nothing more meditative for me so i was doing a lot of that and uh yeah lots of great times with the kids you know that fun stuff but for me really what relaxed me was snorkeling so so basically what we need to do is figure out how to create a new um job model for you where you can do seo while underwater (laughs) (laughs) you could be like the underwater seo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> underwaterseo.com is probably still available. I'm still trying to think I'm trying to think of a picture on how to like show that. But what do you do? Like the guy drawing on the paper? No. Don't uh, they have those the underwater whiteboard things? <laughs> yeah, I'll be you, writing down the Google algorithm. I'm sure they've got <laughs> like waterproof underwater cases for iPads. You could just show stuff. Uh, it'll work. <laughs> this is how PageRank works. <laughs> Some you don't get it wet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just still wiped out though. So busy since I got back. You know what it's like? It's like you, you take a vacation, boy, do you ever pay for it. Oh, yeah, it's it's not a vacation when you get back anymore. It's no, like and do four weeks worth of work in one. And also with two kids, one of them seven months old, the other one three and a half years old. It's like really tough to call it a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was paradise, and I can't complain. It was pretty nice. So. All right, well, but, you know what? Let's over, get, you know what? So let's yeah, get, yeah. over. Let's get to work. Exactly. And today I figured we'd start with some of the questions that we haven't quite touched on. And, and I apologize to anyone if we have and we've just forgotten, but I think we haven't touched all these. Um, the first one's uh, 
from Mike DeWolf. Mike's a fellow guy from Victoria here and see him once in a while. Good guy. He says here, between the outdated look, the incomplete set of links, and the tales of extortion, is DMOZ relevant for link building? Go ahead. What do you think? Um, and I'm, while, you're, while you're answering, I'm looking it up because, believe it or not, Matt Cutts just recently did a Webmaster video, Webmaster Tools video on this very topic. I'm going to find it real quick. But, uh, but oh. I, think, I think it's a total waste of time, personally. I think that if you can get in there, you know, it's worth a one-time shot. But don't stress if you don't get in there. A lot of people aren't getting in there. And as uh, Shoe Money, the guy uh, who uh, we uh, – there's a link to his article on uh, our SEO 101 Facebook page. That's uh, facebook.com slash SEO 101 podcast. You'll see a link there from Mike DeWolf uh, to the Shoe Money article that sort of refers to all this and how he was asked to pay $5,000 or they would remove his link or this particular editor was. So the, the corruption is pretty intense, and his actually was oh, no, removed a, when he didn't pay. Wow. It's always been that way there. though. It's always been just a mess. I was a DMOZ editor many, many years ago, and I just couldn't stand it. I had to get out. It was just too – it just wasn't worth my time, wasn't worth the effort. Yeah. And, and I'm going to put a comment. Here's the link to uh, – on your, the post you just made on the site, putting a comment to Matt Cutts' video. And it's actually – I just I guess someone just retweeted it recently because it's about a year old. But he really talks about how does DMOZ use or, – or how does Google use DMOZ. And basically, it's just uh, like any other link. The only reason it's any good at all is because DMOZ just happens to be happens to be a little bit stronger of a site. But he even goes there and says, you know, a DMOZ link is not any more important than any other good authoritative site link. It's not well, good, good authoritative like site. So it's still a good link. It's still a good link if if you have the right anchor text. If your section of the site happens to be well. Um, has a lot of authority because a site is so big, different sections of the site are going to have different amounts of authority for different topics. Yeah, and half of them are crap. So, and out of yeah, date, exactly. you name it. So, and, yeah. And, and the hoops you have to jump through to get something, it's like it's so much, it'd be much easier to get a link on a major news site by getting interviewed in Wall Street Journal than getting on DMOZ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he is exaggerating, people. He is exaggerating. <laughs> I, you know what? Go to a. I, I don't think I'm area. exaggerating. <laughs> well, maybe not. I don't know what the odds are, but it does seem insane. I, I do know that I would still submit to it, but I wouldn't do anything more. I wouldn't follow up. I wouldn't be stressed at all. Just I was, kind of, I was excited yeah. a year or so ago. There was rumors that best of the web folks were looking at buying DMOZ off of Yahoo, and the way Yahoo's selling stuff. Is is it Yahoo? It is Yahoo, isn't it? Owns own DMOS. I can't remember now. I can't either. It's been but too I, long. I, I think it was Yahoo that bought DMOS. Um and the way they're selling stuff off, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't sell it off to someone before long, and then maybe the, somebody would fix it for a maybe for a Happy Meal they'd buy it. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you think that's a good? Uh, <laughs> But uh, to answer to answer your question, Mike, just in real simple, Ross said it best: submit it, forget it, submit it. Yeah. And I'll tell you, from being an editor, the most important thing to do when you're submitting it is pick the right category from the get go. If you're not in the right category, that's why it takes forever to get things approved in DMOS. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the next question is from David Cohen. Why don't you take that away? Um, Dave wants to know what's the best way to handle. SEO, if a customer buys multiple de- domains for the same website with the hope of getting more traffic, 
Um, most have city name and fence in the name. Um, example, Ocean City Fencing. Um, does this help at SEO at all? How should I set up the domain with a registrar? So it sounds like there's two questions here. Um, one is about multiple domains for the same website, and one's about having keywords in your domain, which in this case would be city and fence, city name and fence. And I think he's extrapolating by having different cities with the name fence. So he's going to have uh, maybe seven or eight different cities that he offers services and fencing, and then he's going to have a domain for each, all pointing back to the same site. Does that sound, does that make sense to you, Ross? Is that what you get? Yeah, out it of seems question? to me like they're just stacked. Yeah, yeah, on the same domain. So, so there's there's a couple ways to address this. Um, one is how are you setting up, setting it up technically? First of all, um, there's ways that you can set it up technically where this can cause you problems. Um, ways you can set it up technically where it's right. Um, not that it's going to be the best way to do things, but it's not going to hurt you. Um, if you have multiple domains pointing to the way it's the, the same website, make sure they're all 301 to that same website and they're not mirroring the website so you have the same content on each domain. That's going to cause you a problem with all your domains. But if you 301 those extra domains to your primary domain, then, then you know, you're not going to hurt yourself. It's not going to help you a lot to have all those domains with the same content, no matter which way you look at it. Um, agree, Ross? Yeah, I mean, and, and keep in mind, number one, 301 means 301 redirect. That's uh, just a redirect that tells Google or, well, tells anything that goes to that particular domain that it's a permanent redirect to this news, to the main site. So one in particular uh, URL will be the primary URL. All these other ones are just redirecting. Now, um, I do agree that there's really no benefit um, online to these. Uh, I have seen instances where... Um, Companies have used these to delineate various uh, portions of their site. Like it's, they've used those domains to point to, let's say, the Ocean City section of their website. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, and that's actually worked well. But they've been big, big companies. I don't know whether or not they're really yeah. going to get away with it for long. And they've yeah, used and- that for Google Places. Yeah, and, and I was going to say Google Places. Sometimes you can, if you do that, and you, you can get site, more specific citations. So, like if you have, you list your business in a bunch of directories, and you list your business in a directory for one city, and you use the domain for that city, and then you list your business in another location in a directory for another city, and you use that domain for that city. Um, and of course, with the proper 301 redirects to the sections of the site, like Ross was just saying, um, I'm not sure that would be considered citation spam or not. To me, that's just um, kind of being more specific. Yeah, it's convenient. It's, it's, yeah. A, it's a good user tool, I think, to get people into where they want to be right away. Right. Right. So, so from other tra- when you ask about, you know, if this is a good way to increase traffic, getting more traffic. It can be if you're looking at getting traffic from more specific sources, not search engine traffic. If you're looking for search engine traffic, this is not going to help you one bit. Yeah. Uh, organic, we're talking yeah. uh, search engine result pages. You know, that's just not going to help you. Um, and the other good thing that can be used for, though, are, are offline, um, used on particular cards for particular areas that can look more authoritative. You know, we do the ocean fencing for Ocean City. Here's our Ocean City card. Yeah, if you, have a, if you have a billboard in Ocean City and you say OceanCityFencing.com, that's going to be a lot better than if you had another city's name in that domain. So, yeah, yeah absolutely right. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are many benefits, but not so much for SEO. So I hope that helps. Uh, thanks, David, for the question. And please do follow up if you have any other ones. Uh, now, the next question is from William Parliament. 
He's got a follow-up on our over-optimization note. Uh, this is about our, our last episode where we discussed how Google is uh, very publicly stating that they're going to offer, they're going to input an over-optimization quote-unquote penalty. So people who are over-optimizing pages will end up getting hit a bit harder for rankings. They'll lose some rankings. So he says, okay, so should we stop using keywords in our anchor text? What's next? What's next? Title tags with keywords? Uh, it, it's funny how Google is trying to help the little guys, yet with the way SEO has to be done now, the little guy can't afford proper SEO services. How can small businesses now compete with bigger brands who have deep pockets? Hmm. A few questions there, a few points. Yeah. First thing is, and I think this is tongue-in-cheek, what's next, title tags with keywords? Uh, <laughs> I hope it's tongue-in-cheek because... First, you have to have keywords in your title tag. <laughs> well, I don't know. Google might just rewrite your title tags for you and then just pull the keywords off the page. <laughs> they have been doing that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know, a lot of times, not a lot of times, but it has been seen that Google will rewrite title tags to make the, the link in their search results more related to the search query. So if you don't have the right kind of content in your title tag, they have been known to rewrite it for you. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, fortunately not something I see a lot. But uh, then again, that's because you write good. It's because you write good title tags, Ross. <laughs> they can <laughs> use <go>. yours. <laughs> yes, we are the proper SEO services, but we're affordable. Keep that in mind, William. Give us a call. <laughs> 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 that's www.stepforth.com. <laughs> Slash <laughs> cartoon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't get anywhere there. That's a four hundred four. You calling me or a four hundred four? <laughs> uh, be nice okay yeah. um, so how can small business now compete with bigger brands who have deep pockets so, so he's not I, saying that over optimization like when, when, that's the problem that's why I hated all that garbage about what the Matt Cuts was saying about over optimization um, he's not saying that optimization doesn't work um, and we're not talking about uh, you have a few additional words on the page you're all of a sudden going to get slapped it, it, it's 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 scare tactics in my opinion from Google, and I really think that uh, it's not going to be any more difficult for small business to compete with the big brands. I mean, the big brands are always have always been favored on in, in major search. It's just the way it is because, frankly, the more people are looking for them when they're searching. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to be a big issue. I think it's just a matter of keeping up a bit. There's lots of great articles out there on this. Um, you can even look at your competitors or anyone who manages to stick in rankings when perhaps yours goes down or theirs goes down. You can see just what the fine line is after looking at a few sites. The, the big brands get the advantage not because of this over-optimization or how they optimize on-page. Big brands get, these, they get the, uh, the off-page. This off-page is where they have the advantage because more people use them as references and link to them using their brand name. The more links they have overall of the site, the better the site performs from a long tail search perspective. So it, the on-page stuff is not really a big deal when it comes to small versus large sites. And actually, the smaller sites have an advantage in my mind from an on-page because it's so much easier for the small businesses to fix the problems going on with their site because they're much more um, – What's the word I'm looking for? They have a much better – they can react better. Big brands, when there's something wrong with the site, it takes months and months, believe me, to get the approvals and all the okays and everybody understand before they can fix a simple problem in many cases. So from the on-page perspective, 
Small businesses have major advantages. Where the big brands have the advantage um, is is the offsite, the links. They're going to get more links because people know more about them and they're going to use them as examples. They're going to search for them. Um, they're just going to have more links unless just it just seems to be that way. Yeah. And you know what? Again, it's it's about the user experience. Google really wants to make sure people can find the content they're looking for, and a lot of people are looking for the big brands, unfortunately, and uh, that's what we're up against. So uh, they have to offer them and make sure that they're front and center. Now, uh, all this said, I think we take, it's time for take a break, and when we get back, we've got some news to just go over and share with you. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. WebmasterRadio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we've uh, gone through a few questions from users on Facebook, and please do uh, leave some more there. We love having them there. It's at facebook.com slash SEO101podcast. But now we're going to jump into a few questions, or actually a few pieces of news that we ran into as well. Um, The first one was about, uh, uh, it's from Search Engine Land. It's about Google Webmaster Tools. They sent out 20,000 hack warnings today just saying your site may be hacked. It's being sent to Google Webmaster Tools. So if you happen to have... uh, haven't activated Google Webmaster Tools in your site, please go ahead and do that because there are valuable warnings and valuable information that that Google does provide through there. 
Uh, anyways, what these warnings are about is there are some weird redirects out there. Uh, and I've personally seen this on a, on a, a, a past client's site, and uh, <laughs> it was pretty tragic. But the idea was uh, once you went to his site, uh, let's say you went to there from Google, uh, someone had set up a script which then noted that you were coming from Google. So in other words, you were likely a searcher and they were being redirected to this, their, uh, this other site, not the site that you're supposed to go to. Um, however, if we just type in the URL and went to the site, we wouldn't get this redirect, uh, which of course is what most site owners do. So they weren't the wiser. They didn't know what was happening. They didn't know their site was being redirected and they were losing a ton of traffic. Uh, and Google does uh, warn people so let's say you do have a hacked site and someone goes to your website through, um, let's say through Google. Once Google realizes there is a, uh, a redirect in place, it's going to give a warning saying this site may have been compromised. It's not good for business, obviously, never mind the redirect. So uh, this is good. I like when they do this. I think it's a really, really valuable uh, service they're offering. It's free, of course, uh, to all website owners out there. Google is seeing site your site so often that this kind of feedback is really helpful. Nice. And I, I had one long time ago where I had a website. It was a WordPress site that I hadn't updated in a couple of years, actually. And I got a message. You know, this was before the recent ones. This was they sent me a message. This was a at least two years ago. I got a message from them saying, "Hey, your site's been." Compromised. Please remove this, and we'll put it back in the index. And somebody had hacked in my old unupdated WordPress and put some kind of phishing page on, on my site somewhere. Yeah. So it's a it strong. Happens. It's a business. It's a swear. It's a big business because I have we have many clients running WordPress, and if they don't keep their WordPress up to date, especially their plugins, plugins are the worst. Oh, yeah. um, they uh, they get hacked. It's almost inevitable. Uh, give it, uh, especially if it's been one or two updates since the last. You know, there's been one or two rollouts of WordPress since theirs has been updated. It's yeah. almost a given. You'll go there and find a, a hack of some kind. And they're not easy to remove either. Um, so if anyone needs any help with that, let us know because uh, we there's a, unfortunately there's, deal with it a lot. There's a great plugin that I just installed in a, in, in a couple of my WordPress sites basically called Firewall. And it will it does a really good job. It's not the only one you should use, but it does a really good job of preventing malicious code um, being applied to your site. It actually puts a, a type of firewall between you and uh, um, unauthorized people. So I would recommend it. Huh. How does that work, I wonder? Not sure. It's been, it seems to be, I mean, it's got a lot of great reviews. It, it's easy to install. I haven't had any issues. Of course, this is new sites. So, um, it's it's interesting, and also if you if you go to SlideShare, I think it's SlideShare, um, to my account, I have a presentation I gave on WordPress security a couple of years ago, but it has a lot of great plugins there. Um, I, I can link it on the Facebook page, but it's called uh, "Don't Panic." It's got a big picture of the the guy from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on it, the little guy with his tongue out. But but it's it's a really good, and I and I have to give props. I took a lot of the information from Brad Williams, who gave a gave a presentation on social media or WordPress security um, at WordCamp New York um, about those two years ago, I think. So um, I'll put the link on the site, but it's a really good um, primer to a lot of different things you can do to secure your WordPress website. Excellent. Huh. I have to check that out myself. So Hey, I, I, did, I did notice we got a new question since the show started on the uh, – Facebook page if you want to go check it out, Ross, and I'll, I'll read this next one. 
Okay, sure. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right. So there's a there's a, some weird Google crawl error errors that have been happening that have been being reported on the Webmaster Help forums. Um, Barry from Search Engine Roundtable wrote it up. Um, basically, um, th- in people's logs, they're seeing the Google crawl bot requesting pages that don't exist on their website because there's all these weird parameters and, and numbers stuck to the end of the request. Um, one webmaster said they have over 17. Was it just 17 404 errors? Oh, I thought it was 17,000. It's not quite as impressive. 17 errors. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people are reporting this. Um, um, John Muve, who we've had on the show, great guy from Google, he's like thanking everybody. They're they're checking into it to find out what it is. But they did specifically s- say that um, it shouldn't, it, it wouldn't, not shouldn't, wouldn't affect your site's crawling, indexing, or ranking. So it's just something that's happening that they're looking into, but it shouldn't be impacting you from Google's perspective. Is that is that everything on that, Ross? Yeah, as far as I know, I mean, we really didn't have a lot to report other than the fact that there are some weird things going on. And, and I don't think any, yeah. well, sure there's a few people out there that at least have uh, some idea of what's happening, but it's not a major issue. It's just annoying right. as far as we can tell. So, okay. uh, Inbound marketing versus content marketing. Rand has been on a rant. <laughs> do tell, so, do tell. So, so, and this is actually something I've been thinking about for a long time. And, and Rand did a couple of presentations at uh, the hacker groups, what they called Hacker News, one in, in California, one in London. I've watched them both online. Um, this is Rand Fishkin from SEO Moz, in case anybody's not sure who we're talking about. And he was talking about something that has been on my mind for quite some time. And he put it, as he does, he's a very good speaker. He put it quite eloquently that SEO is. <laughs> I could be link baitish here and say SEO is dead, but I'm not going to do it. Oh, uh, <laughs> Please I, don't. <laughs> Ross will have a fit. But the, the, term, the term SEO is very limiting to what we really do these days. Uh-huh. And um, he, he's, he's wanting to call it inbound marketing instead of SEO. And, and SEO would be a component of inbound marketing. So SEO is not going away. It's not dead. But it's, it's just a smaller component of a bigger picture of what we do as, as online marketers. And, there's a, and, so, and he's teamed up with um, HubSpot to really push. And HubSpot's been about inbound marketing. Actually, the guy that founded HubSpot coined the term inbound marketing in a book. But anyway, they've kind of teamed up. And they're pushing this whole idea of inbound marketing. Well, there's another group that's pushing a, a pushing content marketing as the term to call this expanded view of what we're doing you know as SEOs and i just thought it was interesting that that these two different terms really kind of cover the same thing the expansion of what our responsibilities are um, as SEOs uh, and i just wanted to get your opinion ross what do you think you know when you think about an SEO and our role as SEOs how's it changed over the past you know 4 5 10, ten years and how has it changed? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> at, a higher, at a higher level, as far as what are responsibilities as SEOs? What 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 is an SEO now? And is SEO really the right term for what we do? It never has been, frankly. Um, and it's a horrible name. I've, I've said before. I, I think it's just I've never liked. I'm a search engine optimizer. Totally, eh. totally agree. And it's not just about search engines anymore. So no, no, uh, and I, I, you know. In doing, I see, I just call it website marketing. <laughs> That's why it's step forth website marketing. That's why, you know, we wanted to make it that clear because it's not just SEO. We used to be step forth search engine placement. The reason why is because we did search engine placement. We didn't believe that 
optimization made any sense, so we used placement. But um, website marketing is far more apt. I, I would say an inbound marketer as a person makes sense too. Uh, content marketing does not make sense to me. Um, big deal. Yes, you're doing some content marketing, but you're also branding. You're also um, engaging in the community. That's not content marketing. I think it's very narrow just to call it content marketing. See, but the term content marketing has been around a lot longer. Content marketing is pre-internet as far as custom publications. Um, email is considered content marketing at, at one point. Content marketing as a craft is more old school marketing. Um, and they literally print does content marketing. Television is part of content marketing. So offline marketing is kind of contained in this content marketing from an old school perspective. The way they're using it now for the, the new school with online, it's, I, I, I agree with you. But that's why there's kind of a controversy about which one to call it. If we're going to call it, if we're going to you know, say that there's a new segment of marketing that's a little beyond SEO, you know, the, the two people fighting right now, the two, the two, there's two companies behind this actually that are kind of positioning themselves. One's positioning inbound, one's positioning content marketing. But we have to figure out what to call it. And I really do think, it, I personally think this is pretty important. I'm leaning towards the inbound marketing side and even to the point where I'm thinking about, you know, should I call myself an SEO anymore? You know, should we change the name of the show to Inbound Marketing 101? <laughs> well, you know, it's actually occurred to me that our show name is pigeonholing us a lot. Uh -huh. um, you know, it's, it's important because a lot of people relate to it and they want to know more about SEO. Um, but you know, other people, you know, you know, any of our listeners, if you've got ideas for how our show would be best named, I don't well, know actually, whether it's an option, but it's something that it's going to have to happen at some point. Actually, apparently, somebody in the chat room is disagreeing with you right now. So if you flip over there, I just logged oh, in, but I'm thanks. too late to get his his post. So go over there and see what they're saying. San Diego SEO says I optimize the site work I work on purely for increased visibility and natural search results. Um, What's up, Jeff? Let Ross and John hear your explanation. That's from Brasco. My performance is tied directly to the revenue and traffic of those SERPs. I work with other teams that specialize in their focuses, paid search, social, email, and affiliates. All right. So what you're saying, San Diego SEO, that you have a very specific job in your um, company that is focusing on natural organic search results, which would be specifically what an SEO does. And I don't disagree with that at all. So SEO, that's why I say SEO is not going away. It's not dead. There's still going to be need for SEO specialists and people to do mm -hmm. SEO. So maybe when I say, you know, that this would have to change a name, that's probably wrong. I think it's more of a new um, subset of marketing that encompasses SEO. And there are things you listed, San Diego SA, that would encompass social, um, email, Paid in search affiliates, maybe, maybe not. It just depends. You know, what would you call the creation of an in infograph and distributing it through social media? That's something that we do for links, we do for traffic, we do for a lot of reasons, but is it really SEO? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and good point, San Diego SEO. I think it's, it's very important that uh, we do understand there is still a very niche component of just SEO. Um, I find that a lot of companies are putting a lot of faith in me to do everything, so I can't just be an SEO. Uh, that's because I deal with a lot of small business, um, and they come to me having just learned about SEO. Usually, they're behind the curve a bit, and uh, that's what they think that's all they need. 
And that's quite an education process, I tell you, because I have to explain social, I have to explain all the different forms of marketing and how they should be intertwined with, you know, SEOs being a very small component of it all, but important. And, uh, I, mother, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so, so, so San Diego, San Diego SEO at the chat room, they're having a great conversation and arguing with uh, Bryant Donovan. I think that's how you pronounce his name. But, but one of the things you said in there, even though you had a hard time typing it, is SEO isn't imper- or social isn't imperative to SEO. And, or the other way around. You also say SEO isn't imperative to social. And that I might agree with, but, Social is definitely impacting SEO, and let me tell you why. You know, the two major factors of SEO that we've known for years are content and links. And links, um, and I may have, may have give, given this, uh, said this on the show before, but I want to repeat because it, it fits here really well. Links are how we determine authority and trust, how the search engines determine authority and trust. Well, anybody listening to this probably knows that we as, we as an industry know how to manipulate links. We have many people have made a career of just doing nothing but manipulating links, therefore manipulating trust in the search engines. So the search engines are looking for ways to find a better metric to determine who, which sites to trust, which pages to trust, and what authority to pass. And since we can manipulate links so well as an industry, they're looking to social. Social is where they're going to start getting that trust and authority. It's not going to happen all at once. It, you know, right now the, the algorithm share might be 50% content, 50% links. Well, maybe next year it's 50% content, 40% links, 10% social. Five years from now, uh, who knows what it's going to be, but just for sake of argument, by 50% content, 20% links, 30% social. Links will never go away, but social will definitely take shares away from links in the search algorithm as far as assigning trust and authority, guaranteed. So that is why social is definitely imperative for SEO, and if you're not doing it now, you're falling behind the curve. Yeah, and again, it, it's something that's a moving target. And it's also moving very slowly. We all know that Google is, you know, with Google Plus as being the great example. And, well, I, frankly, they've been saying that they're working social into everything. Uh, it's coming. But thankfully, it's going fairly slow. Um, we don't know just how much of the signal is being worked in there yet. But I know that I follow uh, SEO Moz. Rand does a lot of great testing. Man, if I had the time to do all the testing he does, it would just be awesome. But <laughs> you, um, need some, you need some VCs, man. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It would be so much fun. But he, that's what he does. And I, I love reading what he comes up with because he, he does some really good stuff. And uh, I can't recall the latest ones. But he has seen some. Nothing that he's been, you know um, – uh, what is the his favorite line? Correlation. correlation does not equal causation. That's right. Correlation does not equal causation. So he can't be sure yet. There's not enough um, enough to ever really determine causation is is definitely social. But there have been indications, I believe, and I actually didn't see the results of this, but I know at one point he had all of us as SEO Mazer, uh, Mazers, um submit or, or or linked. How did he do this? He wanted us to post uh, this particular article only on Facebook, only on social networks, just to see how well the page would rank. So it ha- didn't have any other links other than social. And I would imagine it did well. I, I didn't see the results, but uh, I'd be very surprised if it didn't do very well. Hmm. I, I agree. I mean, it's what we do is changing it always changes it continues to change and it's and it's changing yet again and social has a big part of that i mean you know you, you got to be 
up on what's happening with social if you're going to make a difference as an SEO today, without a doubt. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, it definitely isn't dry. As, as you were saying here, it's, uh, it's one of those things that uh, you're, you're always moving. SEO is always moving, so is social. All these things do integrate at some point if you're determining to do that. As uh, San Diego SEO said, uh, a lot of them, uh, in his case, the social department's completely separate. His is even in a different building. But uh, I think that that's not necessarily how that's going to be in short order. At some point, they're all going to be in the same place because it's so key uh, having that integration. Right. I, I, I know this is kind of a little, little bit off topic, but Brasco said in the comments at one point, he said, Facebook is basically a search engine now. Two points on that. One, Facebook has the worst freaking search engine ever. <laughs> and, if it, and, and, and I would never use it as a search engine. Two, Facebook has recently announced they are putting a high priority on creating a good search engine within their system. If they do create a good search engine within all the content in Facebook, it will be a huge, huge challenge for Google to overcome. Yeah, that'll be a bit scary, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like them having that in much more power. Uh, rather have the two separated quite well. But you know what? It's going to be difficult, although they are buying Google guys. Uh, I'm sure they've got a lot of Google talent there. It's going to be difficult for them to yeah. match Google's, as long as Google doesn't lose, you know, take their eye off the ball. They've got to stay the search guys and make social uh, secondary. Well, yeah, the the big difference is the, the, the kind of content that Google indexes and returns in its search results is going to be completely different than the kind of content that Facebook indexes and returns in its search results. Because most of the people on Facebook, if they see something cool, they put a link to a page. And the link, it depends on whether Facebook decides that they're going to understand where that link is pointing as opposed to just the content surrounding the link in their own system. That's going to make the difference on whether their search engine has any value or not. Uh, we could go many shows just on this topic. It's it's definitely where all our lives are are going because, of course, being uh, uh, I have to say it, SEOs, I guess, inbound marketers, <laughs> preferably, um, we have to listen to the stuff. We have to keep on top of it, and we have to listen to a lot of, frankly, I find um, baffle gab and baseless discussion just to see if we get a tip or two that we can think, hey, that's a good idea. That's an interesting thought because, frankly. There's no telling exactly how this is going to go. We just have to try and keep on top of everything as it happens. So, baffle gag. Did you just make that up or is that a word? Because I like it. I'm going to use it. Oh, baffle gab? Baffle gab <laughs> yeah. is in the dictionary. It's, yeah, it's definitely a, a real, real word. It's, uh, it's often used for politicians because they're always speaking in baffle gab. But then again, so are techs. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start using that one. <laughs> well, you know what, guys? I think it's it's time. One more thing, though. Did you did sure. you get the extra question we had on our Facebook? I didn't see one there. I've refreshed it a few times. Really? Yeah. Basically, this guy says, Ross Dunn, where are the Hawaii pictures? We need some now. <laughs> Is that you saying that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why I didn't see it. Well, that's weird, though. It doesn't show up at all. Where did you put it? Right there on the, the page. I'll have to redo it as somebody important, I guess. Oh, no. Post it on my timeline, not, not on the uh, SEO 101 page for some reason. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, there's video. There's a whole bunch of stuff. In fact, I'll post one of the videos. There you go. All right. <laughs> well, thanks, everyone. I hope you had a good, uh, enjoyed the show today. On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. 
Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to contact us, my email address is ross at stepforth.com. And if you'd like to contact John, you can do so through Twitter at John Carcutt. Thanks for joining us today on SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. We're every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can download us on seo101radio.com. That's uh, take you right to our iTunes page. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Business as usual is a thing of the past, but the entrepreneurial spirit keeps us closing in on our dream. That's why U.S. Bank makes sure solutions are a conversation away, so we can help you adapt and evolve your business, no matter what comes up. Because even in uncertainty, you can be certain we have your back. U.S. Bank. We'll get there together. Equal housing lender, member FDIC.